Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. Okay, so welcome to uh, Mission Mobilization Chats. This is our episode number 15. And in these chats, we're looking at cutting edge topics related to mission mobilization in our uh, organizations, our local ministries, even denominations, networks, etc. So in our last uh, episode, we looked at the idea that God is a progressive God. He unfolds his processes uh, over time. He unfolds his plans and his purposes in stages. He does not do everything he wants to do at once. Sometimes we think, well, if God really wants to do something, he's going to do it like this. And we kind of imagine what that might look like. And God says, well, I'm, I'm unfolding things steadily. And we can look at history uh, to understand this. So uh, my opinion, my perspective is uh, the last 500 years, uh, God has been steadily progressing things both in the church's life, but also in the mission movement, specifically when it comes to revivals. Uh, You remember uh, in around 1520 or so was the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther, right? That completely shook uh, what Christianity looked like uh, in the Western world. And so that starting point now, it progressed century by century by century. And during each century, the Lord was restoring certain kind of core concepts of the faith. And he started there in the Reformation, the idea of justification by faith, right? Uh, Through Martin Luther's powerful teaching. And then the Lord progressed Uh, and restored certain things over each era and even over uh, each century itself. We see it in revival, revival movements. And I would consider uh, the Protestant Reformation one of the, uh, a very powerful revival movement. It's not understood as classical revival, but it was a revival movement in the, uh, in respects to restoring certain truths. And that's what revival does, right? It restores certain core elements and certain core truths that the Lord wants to highlight and bring back. And so in the revival movements of the last 500 years, every 1700s, great revivals with the first great awakenings, right? And then the second great awakenings into the 1800s. So many revivals, even up to uh, our contemporary times where the Lord has been restoring certain aspects uh, of the faith. The point being, he's a progressive God. Stage by stage, little by little, he's progressing the global church forward. And it's the same in missions. So we know the modern mission movement, right, started, uh, some would say, 1792 through William Carey. I like to date it um, with the Moravians in the 1740s and 1750s. Uh, But the idea that in that initial time, God has progressed us from that in terms of what we were focusing on. So most of missions in the 1700s was to uh, kind of the coastal areas of certain country. 
countries. That's where William Carey went to uh, India. Uh, and then Hudson Taylor eventually said, no, it's not good enough just to focus in the coastal regions. We need to go to the inland region, regions. Those are where all the, the millions and millions of, of populations of people uh, are located. If you just do missions along the coast, you never reach the inland part. He was absolutely right. Well, it took a progression in God's purpose to move us forward. And God has been continually doing that now, even up to our modern day. So even as we look at mission mobilization, we want to understand this concept of God being progressive. He doesn't just uh, unveil everything at one time or at the same time. He does things in step by step according to his grand plan, according to his uh, great purpose. So we are in mission mobilization. We're progressing forward uh, into a new time. And so we want to understand that we cannot just do things like business as usual. We're moving forward. And so we want to see what is the Spirit saying? We want to ask Him, Lord, what are you saying? What do we need to do in mobilization? What changes do we need to implement? So in this talk here, we want to look at progressing from what we might call mobilization from the outside. This is, we're talking about the progressive developments of God in mission mobilization, progressing from what we might call mobilization from the outside to mobilization from the inside. So what exactly do we mean by that? Well, first of all, we're going to highlight three stages of mobilization related to mobile, what we call mission mobilization movements, three stages uh, in developing these mission mobilization movements. So, you know, over the last 50 or 60 years, it's pretty clear that mission mobilization has been mostly focused on mission education courses, okay? or on mission conferences being offered, all right? So what we see from this is the last 50, 60 years, mission mobilization has focused mainly on touching those who already have some interest already in global mission, okay? If, they're, if someone's going to a mission conference, they already have a little bit of inkling, yeah, this is interesting to me, let me go and learn more. If they go to a mission education course, they already have a little bit of desire towards that direction, towards understanding mission more. So we, we tend to call this mobilization from the outside, okay? If you go to a mission conference, you're leaving your local ministry and you're going to an outside situation where you're experiencing something of the heart of God related to mission, and then you're coming back uh, inside to your local ministry. So these have been wonderful tools. Again, the last 50 or 60 years, this has been the emphasis, and it still is today, of mobilization. So these are wonderful tools that God is using in the overall mobilization process. But we also recognize that there are some inherent flaws related to them. Another form of this mobilization would be a, a speaker or a, maybe a mobilization team or group that comes through local churches and speaks to your campus fellowship or speaks at your local church. Okay, they talk a little bit about the mission heart of God in some way or maybe they share adventure stories, right, of cross-cultural mission. And then they kind of, they leave that meeting and often we hear We've mobilized that local ministry because they spoke once 
to that to that group about the heart of God for mission. Again, this is a a necessary piece. It's a wonderful piece, but it can't be considered the whole. So is it really realistic that that person says, I mobilized that local ministry for mission? Well, they, they were a part of a uh, hundred kind of steps that, that maybe that local ministry has taken. But to say that through my talk or through my sharing about the heart of God in mission, that one time that we have mobilized that group, uh, I don't feel that that is an accurate uh, portrayal about what's going on. So an important aspect about these mobilization examples is that they are done usually by outsiders. Okay, what we mean by outsider is not someone from inside the local ministry itself. So they go to the outside conference, outside speakers. They go to an outside education course with outside teachers. The local pastor, the local leadership team of, the, uh, of that local church isn't the one doing the teaching. Or if they hear a speaker that comes through, yes, the speaker might be speaking to them within the local fellowship, but the speaker himself is an outsider. So why does this matter? Because those within a local ministry are trusted in a way that outsiders are not. They're often listened to in a way. So this is what I like to call a first stage in developing a mobilization movement, okay? These tools, okay, the outside tools. So we're not saying there's anything wrong with them. We're saying that the Lord is now progressing things that has been the highlight for the last 50 or 60 years. But if we're going to truly mobilize the body of Christ to engage with Jesus' heart for the nations, we cannot rely only on the mobilization uh, from the outside. So these, uh, these tools are very, very important. However, when we look at research, we see a large majority who are involved in these mission education courses or people that go to a mission conference or people that experience a traveling uh, group that comes through promoting missions, research actually shows that very few of them will ever actually get involved in their assigned role in the Great Commission because they're just hearing a tiny little slice and they're hearing it from the outside and we're going to uh, highlight that in a moment. So what happens when someone goes to one of these outside, even if it's within, on the inside, with a, a group coming through, it's still considered, we still consider that uh, mobilization from the outside because it's a group coming through doing kind of a one-off event, okay? So what, what's really happening during these kinds of scenarios? So there's an observable problem that arises in these situations. So a believer has participated and they've been inspired by these education courses or by a, a mission conference or by a traveling mission team. They've been inspired in some way related to global mission. Their hearts now, they're becoming on fire. They see, I want to grow in this missions thing. I see that this is the very heart of God. But now what do I do? How do I grow in this? Where do I go? Where are people that share this same vision? Okay. Now, sometimes there are further steps, next steps that can be taken from uh, mobilization from the outside. So maybe there's another course after they finish the first one that can take them even uh, further. Or maybe there's a, a trip of some kind, a short-term mission trip that comes through a mission-related uh, conference. Okay. So there are some uh, potential next steps. But at some point, 
that believer is going to have to return to their own local ministry. Okay, so they've gone to the outside thing to kind of be inspired. Then they come back. And the problem that happens when they come back to their local ministry, their local church, their local campus ministry fellowship, is that that leadership within that local ministry doesn't usually share the same experiences or the same passions. Okay, so no one from their local ministry experienced that outside mission. Or maybe, maybe it was a small group. Maybe it was even a big group. Okay, but they went, they got on fire, they came back. And because the routines of the local ministry didn't have the mobilization emphasis in place, often what happens is that individual's or that group's heart, the fire they possessed, often gets kind of squelched. It kind of gets uh, uh, lessened within the local ministry. Okay, and so that's the problem when we emphasize only the mobilization from the outside. So what happens over time is that these ones who have caught this fire, they've experienced something exciting. Their vision for the nations now is dulled because there was no ongoing mission fuel at the local ministry level. They had to go outside of the local ministry to be envisioned for mission. So what we want to highlight is how much better for these and other mission mobilization tools to be experienced within the life of every uh, local church fellowship, local campus ministry fellowship. So instead of needing to go outside to get that mission fuel, instead the local ministry itself from within, from the inside, is providing this. Now again, we want to highlight there's nothing inherently wrong with these tools of going to an outside mission course, an outside mission conference. These have a tremendous place in the overall mobilization process. The point that we're making is that the primary context, context for mission mobilization must be and needs to be within the local ministry itself. And this is the progression that the Holy Spirit is highlighting. Now, I believe he's always wanted to see that progression happen, even in context and in relationship to some of these mobilization from the outside tools. But for whatever reason, it has not happened yet. And I believe he, the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time. We must progress. We cannot only rely on the mobilization uh, from the outside kind of uh, uh, reliance that we've done. So that's why we suggest two further stages in mission mobilization movement. So the mobilization from the outside is stage one. They go, they're involved in different things, but that cannot be the only thing. And that, is, that has been, over the last 50 or 60 years, that has been what we've relied on. Okay, We've said as churches, well, if they want to get involved in mission, there's a mission conference coming up. Let's send them to that. And we've thought we've done our mobilization job. And again, those tools were used of God, but they were not enough to sustain the wholehearted connection that the Lord wants to provide uh, of mission mobilization. So what we are suggesting is that the second stage now is called mobilization from the inside. So we've talked about mobilization from the outside. Now the second stage is mobilization from the inside. And this is when a growing mission emphasis begins to take root within the life of the existing local ministry. 
What does that mean? That means that that local ministry is developing wholehearted disciples who are understanding their redemption as being for the purpose to partner with Jesus to bring about the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Let me say that again. Local ministries that are developing wholehearted disciples, not one, two, or three of them, not a few, but the whole local ministry is together moving on a journey of seeing their redemption, understanding the fact that they're born-again believers, the purpose of their redemption, seeing it as partnering with Jesus to bring about the fulfillment of his great commission. So these local ministries are, are geared towards every single disciple within that fellowship, grasping the Great Commission, internalizing it, and be, beginning to identify their own roles in the Great Commission, and then becoming activated uh, in those same roles. Now, again, talking about mobilization from the outside, these local ministries, they might offer the same tools. Okay, the tools are wonderful of mobilization from the outside. We're just saying now they need to be brought into the inside of the local ministry. Okay, so they might continue to offer the, the mission education courses. They might still have mission conferences. Okay, but it's happening and it's connected in the context of a thriving local ministry. Not where they have to go outside to get mission understanding, to get mission teaching, to get mission clarity. So these local ministries who are doing mobilization from the inside, they're aligning with the core identity of the body of Christ, of the church, right? We have a core identity that God has given to us of being his multiplying, reproducing people among all the ethnic people groups. God's missionary people, that's who we are. That's our DNA, and we've looked at that in other uh, Mission Mobilization Chats episodes. So the Spirit is, is looking for, He's yearning, I believe, He's wanting local ministries and even overarching ministry structures to progress from reliance on just mobilization from the outside and to progress to prioritize mobilization from the inside while they're still utilizing, they're still using the tools of mobilization from the outside, but they're bringing them into connection to mobilization from the inside. Now, let me give you an example of this in history so you can kind of start to grasp it in a practical way. So in the student volunteer movement that took place in the late 1800s and early 1900s, the campus ministries that were connected to the student volunteer movement they were of this kind, mobilization from the inside. They were local ministries who did mobilization from the inside. So this isn't a brand new thing we're talking about. It's, been, it's happened in history in pockets, okay? just not in a widespread way. So what we believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do today is to release this in a widespread way. So the campus ministries and the student volunteer movement you know, the student volunteer movement had, it was actually one of the foundational uh, organizations, you could say, to have these very powerful mission conferences. And so they had every three years, they would have large student mission conferences that would take place where the students would travel sometimes long distances to come to these large, maybe 10,000, 15,000 students at these large student mission 
conferences focusing on mission. So that would sound like mobilization from the outside, right? Well, they left their, their ministry and they came to a conference. Aren't you saying that's mobilization from the outside? Yes, we are. The difference is this, that every one of those campus ministries, they did not wait for that every three-year exciting mission conference to happen. They did not wait for it. Instead, within their uh, individual fellowships, they were engaging their campus fellowships with God's heart for the nations. From the Bible, they were praying for the nations. They had regular Bible studies looking at the Great Commission passages uh, throughout the Word of God. They would talk about mission strategy. They would talk about who the unreached peoples of that generation were. They would talk about evangelism plans, ways to reach them. They would talk about the cultural differences between them and these people groups uh, that were unreached around the world. All of this happening within their local campus ministry fellowships. And then every three years, they would, yes, they would gather for this big student mission conference that would help to further fuel their hearts with vision uh, for missions. Okay, so it was both of them together. It what they didn't rely on mission from the outside. They didn't rely just on that mission conference. If they had only relied on that mission conference, they would never have seen the fruitfulness uh, from the individual campus ministries that they were a part of. So their ministry on a weekly basis were infusing truth related to the Great Commission in such a way so that when they did come together every three years, that those, those conferences then became a, a spark and a fuel and a revival kind of thing that was encouraging what was already happening at the local ministry level. Okay, So they were doing both. And that's what we want to affirm. Nothing wrong, again, with the conference or the mission education course. Okay? Those are to be supplemental tools to what is already happening within the life uh, of the local ministry itself. And then this leads us to the most exciting phase, the third stage of mission mobilization movements, which is what I call mobilization fruitfulness stage. And so as individual local ministries and even church network denominational structures as they are multiplying mission mobilization movements, then the numbers of believers uh, who will identify and begin to engage in their assigned roles in the Great Commission, it will exponentially be multiplying. Mission mobilization movements who are doing the mobilization from the outside, these different uh, you know, courses and conferences and speakers coming through, but not relying only on that. Then within the life of their own ministry, they're stirring up their ministry to emphasize the Great Commission. And this is led by pastors and campus ministry staff and elder teams that are uh, driving this vision. Pastors, leaders, they're the gatekeepers. We cannot see mobilization from the inside if pastors and leadership teams and elder teams say, no, we'll just send them to the mission conference. That's not enough. We have to move from relying on that to integrating both. Yes, we still send them to the mission conference, but then you're doing uh, mobilization from the inside as well and fueling the very fire that will actually see the long-term change uh, take place. The mobilization fruitfulness. What does this include? So this means growing waves of intercession for the nations. 
So intercession, crying out for unreached people groups from within the life of the local ministry. This means giving to the unreached. This means mobilizing others to become engaged with their specific roles. This means advocating for specific Great Commission niche focal points that the Lord wants to raise up. And yes, this even also means the sending out. This is going to mean multitudes, uh, I believe millions from our local ministries will then be scattered as message bearer teams to the unreached. That will not happen by just relying on mobilization from the outside. Mobilization from the outside is what we've done these last 50, 60 or so years. And it's produced a little bit of fruit. We praise God for that. But the Lord is wanting a whole new wave of fruitfulness related to engaging with the unreached uh, peoples of the world. So with mobilization from the inside, we're going to see a whole lot more uh, message bearer teams, lay leaders, lay, uh, lay believers, lay people in our churches who are uh, catching this vision and feeling the compelling of the Holy Spirit to relocate their lives. We praise the Lord for this idea. So I want to encourage you to ask yourself the question, have we been as a ministry over relying on mobilization from the outside without integrating the mobilization from the inside? Because it's the both together that will actually see the mobilization fruitfulness that the Lord wants to bring about. And in previous episodes and in future episodes, we'll look more at what it looks like for a local ministry to be doing mobilization from the inside. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you that you are a progressive God and that you are unveiling to us Lord, this vision of mobilization from the inside. Lord, we see this as the next step that your church must take to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you for help to do this, for grace to do this, to see millions of local ministries doing mobilization from the inside, right in the middle of their local church and their campus ministry. Lord, impart that to, uh, Lord, millions of local ministries around the earth. We ask for that, that infusing fire of the Holy Spirit to know how to do mobilization from the inside at the highest levels, Lord. To see the greatest number of people mobilized for all of the different roles in the Great Commission. Not just those that go as message bearers. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are teaching us more and more and more about this subject. We ask you for more understanding. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Lord bless you today. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.